Welcome to the Manor. Welcome back to the Twin Terrors, Macabre Manor, Mead, Metal, and Mayhem. I'm Jody. Manog, Manog. That was last episode. That was last episode. And I'm James on Dave TV. <laughs> there we go. That's this episode. Yeah, nice. I like how you did that. <laughs> I, you know, the sad part is I forgot I turned off my video from showing you the Malort bottle. I actually did the arm spread and the whole face forward. And I'm like, like they. <laughs> nice. Oh, I'm, I'm, well, I wasn't looking at the screen anyway. So. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I did, I'm like, he can't see me. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, on occasion, and by occasion, probably a third of our episodes. <laughs> uh-huh. We, we do some short ones because Halloween, Christmas, various anniversaries, they go long. Yeah. That mixed with the fact that we are both very busy with home lives and have other things to do and we're doing this for free. Sometimes we do short episodes. Yes. So this one shall be short because I, I'm going to let you all guess which one of us is talking now. It's uh, not me. <laughs> it's the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> You know, sometimes when I listen to our past episodes, I can differentiate unless I've been drinking and, and, and I'm like doing laundry and stuff that I'm like, wait, <laughs> which, which one of us said that? <laughs> Jesus, we're both so brilliant. <laughs> I am smart. SMRT. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a short episode that I've been wanting to do. Uh, because I've got, uh, we did our episode on Van Halen meets uh, Van Halen running with the demon or Van Halen meets the demon of New York. The latter was my thought of a title. And then during the episode, Jody came up with the much cooler former one, <laughs> <laughs> which, which is the one that's actually known as in our episode list, <laughs> which I can tell you, it's actually not all that long ago. Uh, no, episode yeah. 213 from April 29th, 2022. Yeah. I mean, we've only done two Van Halen episodes, amazingly, because we, we did the tribute to Eddie back in yeah. November 2020, like a month after he passed away. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, I, I needed a bit of time to come to terms because Eddie would had his foilables, but he's one of my favorite guitarists. Oh, yeah. When Jody said, you know, it's been a month, let's do it. By then I was ready. Uh, it was a good timing thing. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but anyway, uh, up to that point, I've been reading David Lee Roth's autobiography and some Van Halen biographies. So as mentioned in Running with the Demon, I actually do have the notes ready to go for the, pre <laughs> the, the formation of Van Halen, where the notes overlapped, where when you listen to that, you're going to be like, the hell, dude, <laughs> where's this other stuff? I'm like, it's coming. <laughs> but I've got some just quotes. This will be a short episode of David Lee Roth quotes. If anybody in Van Halen was good for a quote, it was Dave. <laughs> it was DLR. <laughs> yeah. These are good. I've actually got one more that I'm going to throw in because it's something I researched with historical significance that I don't know if it'll go in another episode, but it'll be perfect for David. Okay. But, but before we get there, are you having a cocktail creation of some kind? Um, I'm, I'm still drinking my, what, what was it you called it? Minog. Minog, I'm still drinking that. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Minog and Og. Yeah, it's a Malort and Custard Nog. Yes. 
or you can make it with eggnog like you had previously done before. Yeah. And if you want that information, go back and listen to, well, two previous episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I am finishing my bottle of normal Malort rather than my barrel age because I only have not even quite two jiggers full. Okay. We bit less than three ounces of Malort. Fuck it. Might as well finish it. Yeah. I would. All right. So there'll be a few seconds of just bantering in here because I read these David Lee Roth autobiography and Van Halen things about two or three years ago. And as I've been working on notes and we had other things to do. So as my Facebook memories would pop up because I would share these quotes with friends because they need to know. Yes. Uh, and, and I saved screenshots. I have to scroll through my pictures. Ah, okay. But before we get there, I found a neat one that I shared back in 2017 when, when I was doing some folklore writing for some various magazines. Uh-huh. And I'm just going to read it, and then I'll see what you think. Okay. And then after this, we'll get to DLR. Okay. New York used to be known as the greatest oyster city in the United States and even the world. Out of this came oyster sellers. These are businesses, usually a few steps below street level, um, partially because the further down you go, it's a cellar temperature, a little cooler, right. that were advertised with an oyster balloon, which were red muslin globes lit at night. Okay. These businesses sold oysters and rented prostitutes. Hence, the beginning of the red lights to denote ladies of the night. Interesting. Yes. Yeah, so if you ever wonder where red light districts come from, it's from oyster bars huh did not know that yeah well you, you probably did because you probably saw my posts and then you're like well, that's cool and then probably forgot <laughs> there's always that yeah <laughs> anyway uh, earliest re record of such use is from 1783 predating even the first use of the term red light district in an 1894 sandusky register and from the old west red light house saloon in dodge city kansas huh and I found this while I was looking up oyster recipes. Of course you did. <laughs> I love it. Do you like oysters? I love oysters. <laughs> <laughs> I knew um, that. I mean, okay, so I know this is going to be weird. This may be some weird oyster David Lee Roth overlap episode. I don't know. Straight oysters, like raw, on the half shell oysters. Uh-huh. Okay, first, they're good on their own. Okay. But I do recommend you put a little bit of cocktail sauce and horseradish sauce. Plus, I've had this with several different types of drinks. And the best one literally is Guinness. That roasty smoothness of a Guinness porter stout thing afterwards. Mm -hmm. And differences between those two things will be a further episode sometime. I've started the notes. But, oh, God, they're brilliant. I will take your word for it. But, of course, fried oysters are a good way to start because fried oysters aren't as slimy and boogery. They're, okay. <laughs> they're just breaded and fried and they're kick-ass. If you like calamari, you probably like fried oysters. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you in on a little secret. Do you not like calamari either? I don't like calamari. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do have to like bottom feeders to appreciate these. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. <laughs> I'm assuming it's my ancestry of being Irish and Scottish and having the English be bastards and my ancestors having to go and get the grossest things just to stay alive. <laughs> that could have something to do with it. <laughs> yeah. 
I digress, other than to say Oyster Rockefeller is also particularly good. Take your word for it. I, yeah, um, I'm, I'm trying not, I've now left convincing you and I'm moving on to our listeners. <laughs> uh, hey, I recently tried Brussels sprouts and actually thought those were good, so. You know, Brussels sprouts are not bad. No, especially with like a um, honey glaze. Well, I've, I've had something like that. Yeah, I've had yeah. a honey glaze with a bit of chili, like spicy seasoning. Oh, they're fantastic. Yeah. You are not incorrect, my good sir. I was I was actually surprised to learn that I like Brussels sprouts. Keeping in mind that it's probably the honey glaze or whatever chili seasoning, because Brussels sprouts riddle, literally have absolutely zero taste. <laughs> yeah, that's probably more of it. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right, but I'm ready to do some DLR unless you talk about other weird foods. No, let's talk about DLR. All right, and actually, I did these. I've got the dates. I evidently read David Lee Roth's Crazy from the Heat autobiography two years ago in January, like two years ago as we talked. Oh, cool. Because it's dated January 20, 2021. Cool. All right, so we've talked about my hiking and beer days. Yes. So typically, I would read this at home, but also when I go get a beer, after hiking mm-hmm. and evidently this was stop three for the day where i had a excellent flight of brews at elm street brewing in muncie cool kudos to you all yeah and david lee ross quote of that point in time of course i'm a family man i probably started a couple last night <laughs> uh-huh <laughs> oh sorry just took another slug of malort there <laughs> ah not a shot a slug <laughs> i love yeah actually that was a slug uh, i don't mean the slimy thing like an oyster either all right the next quote i have that i thought was particularly brilliant ended mm-hmm. up being six days later so i don't even know what pages he's come in if i can if i can harken back in my memory and think about kind of what they're talking about i'll think of it but uh-huh. with the, the family quote was just about turing uh but this was my rehab hiking and beer day stop five um because i i fuck up my back or knee or vertigo or like something happens to me three or four times a year <laughs> i was gonna say i think i remember you having to have something under your knee again I did, but that was october 2021 so this was well before that oh okay yeah i don't know what the fuck happened here i i have happened to me so often that i don't even know now i'm gonna assume my knee or my back <laughs> okay but it could have been my brain Who's got the brain? Oh, I evidently had it at the time. (laughs) You said I'm done with this shit. You rehab the motherfucker. (laughs) And here was my hiking beer day stop five. And I said, evidently, the wooden beer, wooden bear brewing beer I had from Greenfield, Indiana was better than painkillers. And Uh and I'm guessing a previous stop, I had mentioned something about painkillers because a at the time non-official social worker who kudos jenny has gone on to get her social work master's degree and is nearly licensed yeah awesome kudos to you Uh, actually said that a beer or two is just as good as ibuprofen and and NSAIDs and stuff really Uh, something similar i forget the exact quote because this was two years ago (laughs) but yeah it's something similar Uh, but david lee roth said in his autobiography as i read this uh-huh. When I left Van Halen, it was not something that was I was delighted to do. I was not celebrating. I was not relieved. It was one of the scariest moments of my life. 
I perceived that Van Halen was heading towards catastrophe. So do you ride that plane all the way to the sand? I said, no. We'd already been through a year's worth of the Hatfields and the McCoys with the bottle of moonshine in between. And I'm not a prince. I'm not Mr. Not Guilty at all. But the chemistry between us was becoming morbid, was becoming threatening and non-productive. So obviously that was between the release of 1984. And, and I... I don't know what we'll get to of Van Halen, but I will say, and again, this is from David Lee Roth. Yeah. That after 1984, after the touring and everything, he wanted to get back in the studio and Eddie and Alex did not want to. And Eddie and Alex won't give their side and one of them can't anymore. Right. But, you know, if you're not going to give your side, then then you got to, people are going to go with the other. And I think David Lee Roth was painted as the bad guy from what I remember back in the day. He was. And, and from what I, because I think they just talked smack about him. Well, they did. And it was to the point that Sammy Hagar started doing it too. And I, I think we've talked about this. And that was part of the reason why I did not like early on the Van Halen era with Sammy Hagar. Because, you know, to me, it wasn't his beef. It was theirs. But right, he, he started inter- what they said. Yeah, he just kind of interjected himself into it instead of staying out of it. And yeah. Which is hilarious because if you read Red, his autobiography, he talks smack about how Eddie and Alex are. Yeah. Or were, I guess. But he still constantly talks smack about Dave. And when they went on their little tour together, they did not get along. So it kind of does kind of kill me to Sammy that. He bought into it, but then he found out that David Lee Roth was right. But then he still was a shitty towards David Lee Roth. Yeah. I, I love, see, okay. So I guess going beyond what I thought I would do. Uh-huh. It, I, the quote I just read, David admits that he was not Mr. Perfect. Right. He thought it was going bad. And I, outside of that quote, there is more where he talks about how he wanted to do more. Eddie and Alex weren't up for it. Like they were like kind of, just not paying attention to what's going on. And that's about the time he thought he would do a side gig like the, the Dave TV. Yeah. Yeah. Or, just a, just a, just a small solo thing just to kind of pass the time while they were on hiatus or whatever. Yeah. And, and then it went down even more. So he had to leave mm-hmm. Sammy, as much as I do like the Sammy era and Sammy's solo stuff and Sammy's autobiography, he is not so much. an uh, I'm at fault too. He just bags Eddie and Alex. And true, it has been a few years, and I should, should probably read it again before I say that. But it is it is not as balanced as DLR's autobiography. Huh. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> are you ready for me to move on, or do you have more on that? No, I, 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 I could. Let's move on because I could go on forever about that era and the yeah. and the bullshit. So. <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right my next one is a picture from a bit like, oh here we go this is not a dlr this will be foreshadowing oh i'm evidently still rehabbing i did beer day stops one through four which was a walk along the canal uh scarlet lane brewing company yeah um beckenholt which is a hiking little dog park and then scully's pub which is my my home pub <laughs> yes it is i've been there yeah it's a good place yeah <laughs> And it is what to differentiate between a juke joint and other houses. The door is green. Really? Yeah. And that will go into our blues 
episodes that yeah like for my end i'll have a couple ready soonish yeah i mean we'll we'll kind of get together and we'll see where we're at on things and we'll, we'll figure it out but yeah i got some blues episodes ready to go between the blues and robert johnson and everything okay but that's in there all right so, Ooh, wait foreshadowing Ooh. and plus that's one of our drinks it is oh I, and i just took a drink so we're we're fine i can always take another drink you could i'm i'm having to take sips now because i'm almost done with my I may have to open up my barrel aged again. You know, I think I think what happened was okay. So you know how you do um, you do like the 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 mixed beers with the different specific gravities. Oh, like where you try to make them so they actually separate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the Malort actually rose to the top. <laughs> I'm getting what you're putting down now. <laughs> because the, because as I'm getting farther into the cup, I'm getting more of the custard than i am the malort <laughs> you know i do uh custard nog and whiskey every winter typically and you're i actually bring like a spoon or straw when i when i sit down with it because you have to stir it frequently because you're right i forgot all about that <laughs> yeah uh-huh. many of those this year huh. God. oh i know why because i couldn't find the fucking custard nog because no, they sold was, out too quick i got it, one this year it was like my usual three it was all down here you jerks <laughs> Hey, I only bought one. So I bought one custard and one eggnog. So yeah. Okay, and I got, well, I actually technically got two custard, but I gave one to a colleague because we're talking about eggnog. And she said, I love eggnog. I said, have you had custard nog? She's like, no. And I'm like, there you go. <laughs> but I did get two eggnogs this year. Cool. But moving on, if you're ready. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> it is not so much a quote, but it's, it's David Lee Roth talking. I think, or no, this may be from, I think this is from a Van Halen uh, autobiography. Okay. Or auto, ha biography. In his pre-Van Halen days, David Lee Ross band Red Ball Jet were hired by a Christian group to serve as an example of the evils of the devil's work. <laughs> and, and when they found out, they took their shirts off and Dave unzipped his pants down to where he could see his pubes just to show them. <laughs> <laughs> They ended up barricading themselves in a dressing room and had to lay leave via a window. <laughs> huh? How about that? My next quote is Robert Plant. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, maybe I don't have as many David Lee Roth as I thought. You know, this is maybe a quote episode. I'm going to go and give this one to you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Would you like to hear what Robert Plant said about uh, becoming rock stars? Yeah. Good. Cause I'm going to say it anyway. He says, Robert Plant on why people want to become rock stars. No social commentary, just cash and penicillin. <laughs> cash and penicillin. What's in the needle, Doc? Uh, it's, 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 a, it's a cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Put, uh, put that in me then. Shit. Yeah, yeah. The antibiotic cocktail. <laughs> I don't know what you got, but this should fix it. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, here we go. Do you want another foreshadowing? Yes. According to Jimmy Page and John Paul Jones, when people are casting doubt on the legends of Stairway to Heaven, that progression, that movement, has been around for 300 years, dating back to the 17th century, said Ferrara, a music professor at New York University, in mm-hmm. the 20th century, before Taurus, who we've talked about, Randy California's descendants, you bastards, mm-hmm. 
a large number of popular musicians, artists, and composers also used it. Yep. Which was going to be an episode, the, the Stairway to Heaven uh, court case. Yes. I actually had planned on doing notes to put that out last year in 2022, because this year will now be the 50th of Houses of the Holy, so we may continue that. Yeah. And I, I kind of needed something last year, and then I never got around to it. <laughs> <laughs> But there's some foreshadowing because there will be more. Cool. Is that it? Other than my little quote of sextorium? I guess so. You said there weren't going to be many quotes. Oh, I've got one more about David Lee Roth too, but I'm going to do them in order that I have them in my phone. All right. I don't, I don't know where this will go either. It may not go anywhere. So fuck it. The sextorium sadly is not what you think. It's an old measurement. That's the equivalent of 15 pints, which I suppose if you and your partner chugs the sextorium of ale, it would become exactly as you think. <laughs> by the way, it's not a quote by David Lee Roth. It's a quote by James Seamus Ethelwald III. Yeah. And I only said Ethelwald because my next part of my post that I saved was, P.S. Ethelwald, Bishop of Winchester, allowed for a sextorium of mead between six brothers at his monastery during its festival days. Oh, you randy dark ages monks, you. <laughs> Mm, sextorium i mean true you know sex tuplets sexagon yeah yeah we know they they actually mean other things and evidently it took me a while to either finish david lee roth's autobiography or a while to finish david lee roth and the van halen books i was reading because it jumps forward to my next quote being in november 2020 11 months after i 10 months after i'd started the book uh-huh and it is simply, tonight, I'm going to teach you how to drink for yourself. Next year, when we come back, I'll teach you how to drink for other people. <laughs> <laughs> Here's one right away, just after that. I've got two little things in there. Uh, first is my joke, what's a chicken's favorite beer? Uh-huh. A bock. <laughs> yep. Because I was having a bock. Ooh, I had finished David Lee Ross because... At this point, I'm reading the Van Halen saga by Ian Christie. Yeah. And so that was the previous. But here's another quote by David Lee Roth that Ian Christie gives. And David Lee Roth says, I think a lot of Van Halen's music could be construed as heavy metal. I see a lot of these categories as being based mostly on haircuts and shoes. My haircut's all right for heavy metal. Baby, my shoes are all wrong. <laughs> Well, he actually wore like dancer shoes because he did all of his moving and dancing and flip, like, yeah. stuff on stage. So yeah, he mm -hmm. wore very light. He didn't wear the big heavy metal boots with chains. No, he didn't. No. And as I keep going, I found another quote. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, here, evidently I'm having an American style wheat ale at Hoosier Brewing Company in Greenwood, Indiana. Cool. DLR says, we celebrate all the sex and violence of the television all the rocking on the radio, movies, cars, and everything about being young or semi-young or young at heart, that's Van Halen. He's not wrong. He was not. I think that might be it. That is, that is it. Those are the David Lee Roth quotes I saved, which includes a Robert Plant quote, quote on oysters and hookers. Uh-huh. And you know what? Sex workers deserve respect, too. They do, yeah. All right. Would you like me to finish with one quote, which is this by somebody on the internet who I don't know who the hell they are because they don't give their name. They just use a username and I'm not going to give it. 
Okay. It's yeah. a Tolkien quote. I think the reason why Tolkien keeps referring to the bow of Legolas and the voice of Legolas and the arrows of Legolas is that he didn't want to write Legolas's. <laughs> <laughs> And I agree with the follow-up quote of somebody else responding with, this is the truest truth I have ever reblogged. <laughs> that is funny. Anyway, I'm going to finish my last half ounce of Malort. Okay. Oh, Carl Jepsen, you magnificent Swedish bastard. <laughs> and I'm going to ask if you have anything you'd like to add on. Shit, what are we talking about? Oysters. Sex uh-huh. workers. Uh, David Lee Roth, Robert Plant, Stairway to Heaven, Jimmy Page. The blues, the Legolas. <laughs> do you have anything? I, I do not. I'm all ears. <laughs> you should get that looked at. <laughs> no, those are all pustules. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool then. We can let everybody enjoy some Van Halen. I don't know where I'm going after this, so I'm going to say I'm good. <laughs> okay. You should rate us and review us. <laughs> share us with your family and friends Uh, uh uh-huh like us rate us review us all the things all the the things i'm not going to say the other word because that led us down a weird path i'm james i'm jody and we will boost longer at you no we won't no we won't bye i I will The Macabre Manor is brought to you by the Twin Terrors. All rights reserved. Stay tuned for some fun outtakes. All right. My next picture is uh, Asian Massage Parlor. Let's move on from that. (laughs) Wow, that was a 10-minute digression of people being assholes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready to get off whenever you are. Uh, Wait, let me rephrase that. (laughs) Please do. (laughs) This is going down a weird road, and yes, we we should bring this to a close. I was going to say rabbit hole, but then I was going to think about... <laughs> yeah, see? See? That's my point. That's my point. <laughs> it's all that gin you had. It, it is. Gin doesn't make me angry. Gin makes me randy. <laughs> gin and Malort. And then, and then you had Malort, yes. I'm not saying I should. I could perform right now, but I want to. <laughs> there's, On that there, note... There's... There's for episode three of Malort. I'm going to work up a gin and Malort mixed drink called the I want to baby, but I just can't. (laughs) Of course, I'm a family man. I probably started a couple last night. (laughs) I didn't give backstage passes to crew members to get me girls. I gave them the crew members with taste. When I left Van Halen, it was not something I was delighted to do. I was not celebrating. I was not relieved. It was one of the scariest moments of my life. I perceived that Van Halen was heading towards catastrophe. So do you ride that plane all the way to the sand? I said no. We'd already been through a year's worth of the Hatfields and the McCoys with a bottle of moonshine in between. And I'm not a prince. I'm not Mr. Not Guilty at all. But the chemistry between us was becoming morbid. It's becoming threatening and non-productive.